The Man of God Network exists to help the church in her mission to identify and equip qualified, faithful men for the gospel ministry and for the recovery of biblical reformation in our day. It's our joy to provide you with resources that both encourage you and edify you as you seek to build Christ's church where you are, to the end that He is better known, loved, and exalted. We appreciate the support of our listeners. To learn more about how you can help us accomplish our mission, visit manofgodnetwork.com. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, the theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I am your host, Sam Waldron. I'm one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Paragraph 3 of chapter 10 raises the mysterious and controversial issue of elect infants dying in infancy. So far, I have not commented on the biblical basis for this doctrine. For me, the question of its biblical basis is difficult. For myself, I'm not convinced by many of the passages which are sometimes cited to prove the salvation of infants dying in infancy. Such passages do not seem clear enough to me to ground this doctrine. They're certainly not clear enough to prove the doctrine of the universal salvation of infants dying in infancy. I think if you consider the matter seriously, you may come to the same conclusion that I have come to. In my view, there are good reasons why God may have left this issue shrouded in some mystery for the wicked sons of Adam. But a practical question remains. What shall we say to those who mourn the death of an infant? The scriptures may not be explicit, but there is much by way of implication that may be of comfort to grieving parents. Several truths may guide and comfort them. The first truth is this. The sinful guilt of infants must not be denied. The guilt is real. We are born and conceived in sin. Uh, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. We are by nature children of wrath. There is no so-called age of accountability taught in the Bible before which children are not sinful or accountable for their sins. Neither are the children of believers less depraved or, or even regenerate in contrast to the children of unbelievers. It is certainly true, however, that the guilt of infants is greatly limited as compared to adults, and the Bible clearly teaches the one who knows to do good and does it not. To him it is sin and therefore guilt. But the second truth is this. The character of God must be considered, and I mean his mercy, justice, goodness, power, and sovereignty. These things should comfort the grieving parent. Just. He is good, says the Bible, and he does good. And Genesis 18.25 reminds us with the question, shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly, that he is too good to be unkind and too wise to make a mistake? Nothing can prevent him from saving these children. John 3.8 says, the wind blows where it wishes, so is everyone was born of the Spirit. But there's a third truth as well, and this must be considered as well in terms of its implications. They are, it is God's purposes of mercy to us as children. This provides comforting considerations to, to the believer. God's purposes of mercy toward his children generally include benefits for their children. Exodus 25 and 6 says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, 
punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me. God's purposes of mercy toward his children generally include benefits for their children. Proverbs 27, a righteous man who walks in his integrity. How blessed are his sons after him. Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commands. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. God does so love his children as to frequently embrace embrace their children in his saving purposes. Now, such considerations do not satisfy carnal curiosity, nor will they subdue rebellious grief. Yet they may serve to calm the aching heart of the submissive child of God, that the grieving mother and father take refuge in their God and in these truths.